What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, if you haven't already liked or subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Give us a like, follow us, and uh, everything you do helps us to continue to reach people with the Word of God. So we love you guys. I hope you enjoy this podcast today. God bless you. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to VCast. On today's episode, our topic is I am reconciled. And we're going to be looking in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. Now, to talk about reconciliation, we have to understand what reconciliation is. Um, To reconcile something is that there was a relationship that was broken, but now the two parties have become reconciled. And reconciliation is a very big topic today because um, uh, one of the big topics we hear a lot about today is racial reconciliation. Um, the understanding that, that we live in a very diverse culture, more diverse than ever before, and that we have to start learning about one another's culture and learn to um, honor one another and their different cultures and where they come from. And I think we have the most diverse uh, population we have ever had in human history. Um, and it's only going to continue to rise from there. Um, but the, the racial reconciliation isn't just a United States topic. It's also a topic all across the world, but it's also a biblical concept because even in Bible times, there was a lot of racism and stuff like that that was happening. And all that happens when people take pride in their nation to idolatry of the nation. And so when you idolize your nation, this is where nationalism comes in, racism, classism, sexism, ageism, ableism. There's a ton of different isms um, because people will uh, uh, will idolize um, specific cultures, races, classes, and things like that. And that's not something that God wants us to do, but rather God wants to step in the middle and say, I want to unite and bring you all together. Um, So um, I know that this also trickles down into religion and spirituality. So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about how this trickles down into that area. Yeah. So when you say that that this idea of pride of like all the isms it then trickles down into this um religion and spirituality is true because we see that throughout history ancient civilizations or even even a little close to modern like if we go even native americans they have their own gods that hate outsiders right now that my people are so much better than yours um that we just do everything better we're a better race we're a better group of people our gods are the same way now right so now we demonize outsiders and our god wants nothing to do with outsiders and if that's true it's very scary because then that means that there is no hope for those outside of that race right um but what changed that in history was jesus christ and i don't think before him there was any religion like it right there was no god like him um he changes the world dramatically now like other religions our religion did come from a, a group of people, a single group of people called the Jews, starting with Abraham, you know, the three patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. These were the three people that really started um, a belief in who we would call Yahweh. The Bible calls Yahweh this right. God. Um, there were many instances also, though, that non-Israelites would become Jewish mm-hmm. culturally, like they would actually fully become Jewish. They would follow all the laws. Now they weren't Jews. They became spiritually and culturally Jews. And then that became a big debate in the early church, 
Right. Right. This idea again, because even the Jews, although they were the first and chosen people, yeah, the pride kicks in. Right. And now Christians, these non-Jewish people, these Gentiles, these Romans, these Greeks, if they want to be Christian, they have to do everything that we do. Right. And this was happening in the church in Ephesus where the the uncircumcised Gentile was being ridiculed and being um, looked down upon because they were uncircumcised or because they didn't um, do certain rituals. They didn't eat kosher. Right. They didn't eat kosher. And Paul is coming in and telling people, hey, listen, um, yeah, they don't do these certain practices that maybe you do, but they're still Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, this is you know, and it's weird to see that, that it had become that way, considering that all throughout Old Testament history, there were a ton of people who were not Jewish that came into the Jewish body, right? Like you have people like Ruth, Ruth was not a, a a Jew. She was a Gentile. She was pagan. Like she, but she said Naomi to Naomi, "Your God will become my God, and your people will become my people." Um, she she was a convert into this. So was the the woman from uh, a Rahab in in the walls of Jericho. She was part of that city that was going to get destroyed, but Nineveh. because she right Nineveh, like God God's plan from the very beginning was never to exalt. The Jewish people only, but to say from the Jewish people, I will bring a savior so that I can reconcile all of the nations onto myself. Um, I think we we see a lot of non-Israelites convert in the Old Testament, but it wasn't until the New Testament that we see Gentiles converting in huge numbers. Right. Right. Um, And questions rose, like I just said, questions rose whether or not these people were actually even Christian now, because now you're not following these rules. So most of the letters in the New Testament, most of what Paul did, because Paul even says that he was entrusted with bringing the Gospels to the Gentiles. So most of his letters, either directly or indirectly, address these issues of whether or not these people are actually Christian. Um, And Galatians was actually now almost all of Paul's letters really focus on this. And you can find this within all of his letters that Gentiles, you know, becoming Christian. But Galatians is a book that really focuses on it and this problem still exists today many churches take today take the homogeneous approach that since people want to be with their own people we should make various kinds of churches and not expect to interact with each other Mm -hmm. right we should just you know we're going to be our own people you're going to be your own people we're all christians let's just not interact with each Mm -hmm. other and just you know do our own thing right right yeah like i've heard of that i've heard of like you know this is like a white church a black church a spanish church and and yeah. we like oh, to yeah. we like to segregate ourselves yeah and say hey the, the, yeah, this is this is my style of church i <laughs> yeah. like this type of church i don't really like this type of church but in reality when you look at the way the church is today it doesn't look anything like the the, the body of christ in the book of revelation in heaven oh yeah which is one body full of many different nations all nations praising god together that's what heaven is and it's crazy how people say that the bible is just an old book Mm -hmm. when you realize if you look at the church it's so fitting for today everything that we're talking about Mm -hmm. like you see it today like we just said that there are so many different churches white black hispanic yeah and we're all just separated but it's not going to be like that for long if we truly believe in what we believe. Mm-hmm. The black church, the Spanish church, the white church, we're all going to be together one day. Yeah. Right? Like at, at one point, we're all going to be worshiping with each other. So yeah. why should we be separated now? Yeah. And I think I think all of those churches bring something very unique to the experience, which is why I think the future of the church is not just 
multi-generational but multi um um multi-ethnic um and and that's what i love about my church we have a ton of different races even though we're a predominantly spanish church because of um our um what is that called our demographics here and where we're at a lot of hispanic population we're in yeah. south florida um we have a lot of hispanic population but that's not to say that that's all we have like if you look at our church our church is diverse and it's yeah. not all we want we don't just want only spanish we want all races all religion all not all religions all races all ethnicities yeah. um to be united as the body of christ but if you're from a different roof. religion you're welcome here and well, you're we'll also to welcome to here exactly yeah um, uh, <laughs> and so um so yeah so the idea here is that that god's plan mm -hmm. is to reconcile all people to himself and to bring them together yeah um i mean this is the promise that god has given us right yeah. Uh, Galatians, what was it? Galatians three, yeah. uh, Galatians three, chapter eight and nine. It says, "And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed.' So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, who is the man of faith." Yeah, um, I think when you look at the Old Testament, there's no way that you can read it and think that it's only for the Jews. Right. Right. Um, although a lot of modern day Jews would claim that they're they would be called um anti-missionaries where um this idea that the old testament and that the entire point of god and the bible is for all people right um but when you read it the old testament um you you see that god wants to include everyone because we're all his creation genesis 15 shows god's covenant with abraham this covenant was confirmed with a sacrifice and the shedding of blood now, what does that sound like? It sounds like the foreshadowing of our new covenant with Christ through the shedding of his blood, right? right? Um, he made a promise with the Jewish people through Abraham with the shedding of blood. And so Jesus made a promise to the world right. through the shedding of his own blood. Mm -hmm. um, every covenant in the Bible is made with a blood sacrifice. Right. And Jesus is our new covenant. Yeah. That the, tr the truth was that in this church and in this time, it wasn't that there was Jew and Gentile because if you really trace back everybody's lineage, there was, before Abraham, he was a Gentile. He came from the land of Canaan, right? Didn't he? Or yeah, like he, he was, uh, or he had no. to take over came the land of Canaan, but he came from Ur of the Chaldeans. Ur of That's the Chaldeans. What That's what and, I'm and, about, yeah. um, and he came from a pagan nation. And yeah. um, like but, there were no Jews before Abraham. Right. Exactly. He needed to pick somebody. Like Abraham is yeah. the, the Jew of all Jews. Yeah. He really was. But he was Gentile before God had chosen him. Um, like and, Adam and Eve weren't Jews. And no, they weren't. They weren't. It's it weird to think that. <laughs> all of the people before Abraham, like I'm talking like, mm -hmm. I, I know that in Genesis, there's a whole like lineage of people. We're talking about like Enoch and all these people that come before Abraham. Yeah. None of them were Jews. Right. Cain and Abel weren't Jews. None of these people were Jews. Right. And so, you know, God had a chosen people, but I think where we're uh, whenever because to hear that, to say I'm God's chosen person, I'm God's chosen people like that's that's an amazing thing to be told that, that I've chosen you for a purpose. But the purpose that he chose them for was to set them apart as a people for the purpose of bringing Jesus through the lineages of great men and women of God and some not so great um, men and women of God. And and through those lineages, he brought the savior of the world, not the savior of the Jews. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus didn't just come for the Jewish people. He came that 
all would be saved for God so loved the world that he gave his only son right it's it's not it's for all who believe whoever wants to trust in Jesus yeah Billy Graham he had a preaching one time and he was actually talking about whether or not you know Jesus was black or Jesus was white um, so you even see that in Christianity this idea of race is huge we have black Hebrew Israelites that salvation is only for the black people um, that white people come from like I think they say Edom they're they are the devil's children right it's it's oh, still relevant yeah, yeah. today but um B- Billy Graham he was giving this preaching he was amazing one probably one of the the best preachers to ever live he um he said that Jesus is not he it's not the black man's religion it's not the white man's religion it's a world religion right. because Jesus belongs to the world even if you look at where he was born where he was born touches almost every major place Europe Asia and the Middle East and Africa right this is where he was born because he belongs to the world and the world belongs to him yeah, yeah it's 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 so good to know that too because then it's such an inclusive um, religion um, that can oftentimes feel very divisive um, because to be honest with you like if we're just gonna be real here Christianity is a very divisive religion it really is it shouldn't be though but it really can be at times it can really make people feel ostracized and alienated it can really be a very excluding to people um, but it really shouldn't be that way and I don't think it really is that way I think that that happens because people will always see the worst of you know of, 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 of Christians and things like that um, but Paul's main point in all of this was like yo listen you were once alienated and cut off from Christ or from God and 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 through Christ he has reconciled us to himself God uh, God in Christ Jesus has brought reconciliation for us and in the same way we also likewise ought to br- work in the ministry of reconciliation yeah. Go ahead. um you and I were having this conversation before um there's this quote from this pastor Vadi Bakum, and they were doing like an interview with him and he said there is one prayer in the Bible that we have the power to answer and it's Jesus and he says father I pray that they may be one as you and I are one mm. right that we have not only been separated from God but from each other and the promise of reconciliation the promise of the whole Bible is that we will be reconciled to him And when that day comes, when his kingdom is fully established, we will all be reconciled to each other. That's awesome. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.